Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Okay, I'm going to defy the odds, okay? <laughs> We're going to go to Todd. So if he's not there, hmm. I'm going to blame Ray. So, with that being said, let's talk to Todd. Todd, good afternoon. You hey. have a question or comment for Trey. Yeah, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, I guess I apologize, Trey. I, I got a, I got a basketball opinion or question other than a football, but I, I wanted I to get basketball you, your guys. Myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get your take on, you know, uh, of course we never like to lose, right? But what's right. your opinion on a, a team like Arkansas – especially with the, the limited rotation that we use, how it might actually benefit us to lose out earlier in the conference tournament to get the extra rest going to the big dance? I don't know. I, I think having, what, three days, four days is enough time to to rest. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think they would have liked to have beaten Texas A&M. And then uh, <laughs> if you don't go farther than that, that's fine. Although they would have played Vanderbilt, I think they would have beaten them. I think if they had got the championship game, that would have been beneficial. But yeah. I'm not sure they were going to do it playing six or seven guys every day, which is what they did. Yeah, yeah I, that, I, I think that, they would rather have a higher opinion. seed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I guess that's a good point. My, my, I mean, my opinion, I mean, not that we've been a great shooting. You know, we've had our moments all year, but you could just the second half of the, the A&M game, you could just – you could tell legs were gone, you know, and it was everybody. I mean, the shot, the first thing that goes and you lose your legs is your shot. And we couldn't hit, you know, everything was in and out and, you know, nobody could anything. I just, I thought maybe it would benefit us, especially, you know, with Musselman's history in the tournament, um, just to have the extra rest. But yeah, I appreciate you guys taking the call and uh, enjoy the show. Thank you, Todd. I think, it, I think it hurt Arkansas a lot committing seven fouls. I mean, yeah. you start off seven oh, zero yeah. on fouls in the yeah, second half. half. I think that changes yeah. a lot of what you're you're trying yes. to do. And no doubt, I don't necessarily think that they were bad calls or anything. I just think that you uh, you put yourself in a really bad situation. Yeah, I I, <clears throat> I don't think Arkansas's legs were dead to start the second half. Now they they might have been late in the game, but no, I, I don't agree with that being coming out in the second half that no. they were tired. I don't think so yeah. either. I don't think so either. Trey, the practice occurred football-wise. I'm jumping to football now. Mm-hmm. Had practice yesterday. Yeah. Do we have any idea what went on? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was completely closed. There was no media availability whatsoever. So we had uh, Tuesday, Thursday practice, and that was – it was. Good. I mean, they gave us an hour in each practice to, to observe things, and I, obviously you'd like to have more, you know, take more if we can get it but uh you know an hour of watching is uh is definitely better than 20 minutes like we normally get and they'll be back out there at four o'clock tomorrow and uh we'll have uh i believe it's just a zoom press conference tomorrow with uh with some players and stuff so uh, that's that's what's on schedule tomorrow i assume we'll get the same amount of time about an hour uh, to observe practice 
major, is that fair, major commitment Arkansas was able to uh, secure today? Yeah, uh, Noriel White, nice-looking pickup, a four-star. Another two four-stars out of the three they've got. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they're – it's it's kind of interesting because they're really far behind where they were last year. You remember last year they just started raking in commitments, but mm-hmm. um, they've had some uh, really big time prospects in town. Um, they've got another big weekend coming up this weekend. They had some really good ones in last weekend, and he's the Noriel White's the second commitment. I guess it was Stutz yesterday. Everything starts kind of running together, but uh, I think Stutz was two days ago on the 11th. So uh, Dion Stutz out of Memphis committed to Arkansas. Noriel White uh, out of uh, Ocean Springs, Mississippi, and then they already had Kavion Henderson, who I think committed like in November. So it's it's been quite a while since they've had a commitment. You usually don't see that long of a gap, uh, but three commitments right now, and uh, actually that one bumped them into the top 25, so they're 24th nationally on 24-7 sports. Um, with three commitments? Wow. With three That's commitments, yeah. Yeah. Well, they got two four stars, so that's what really moves the needle in terms of recruiting rankings. If you had to hazard a guess or an opinion, who do you think is going to be the first in-state commitment will be for Arkansas? I have no idea. (laughs) I hate to answer it like that, but (laughs) I don't. I, I could not tell you who would be who would be next or first in line. I guess. So, it always seems like there's one player that mm-hmm. starts blowing up in the state, and yeah. um, I guess time will tell. Kobe but, Branham uh, might be the the last guy that's kind of blown up. He's picked up, you know, some really nice offers. Arkansas just offered him. He's the latest guy to pick up a scholarship offer out of Fort Smith Southside, and uh, has Texas A&M, and um, I believe a couple other SEC schools that have offered him. So he's I mean, big he's a dude. Guy that's, yeah, six five three twenty. It's always, always think it's a real, it's a big deal when an in-state prospect is offered. Last year they didn't, did not offer that many. Just wasn't a great crop inside the state overall. Uh, the year before that, it was a really good crop. Uh, this year's uh, looks like a really good uh, group of of in-state recruits. But you always know when an in-state guy is offered that, because let's be honest, schools were schools offer guys before they've even evaluated them, just because. It, in this day and age, you have to stay ahead of the game. And um, so you, you just throw out an offer, and, you know, if you don't want the guy later, you can come back and say, oh, you know, we'll just change your mind. But if it's an in-state guy, you can't really do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You only offer in-state guys if you really, really want them. So I always think it's really notable when an in-state guy gets an offer. So Kobe Branham is, is the latest. And, I mean, it's like, I don't know, is it like 10 now? It's – it's quite a quite a few inside nine. the state that have been offered. I think, I think it's nine. Hey, nine, yeah. Reading your website, I think it's nine. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason I would know, yeah. just because I read your, your I read I read your stuff. Yeah, that's Danny West stuff. He, he's, okay. he's the one that keeps track of that. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a decent number, especially this day, because you're not taking 25 high school guys anymore. You're taking more like 20. So uh, the days of you like, you know, taking a guy who. You know, maybe underdeveloped and maybe has a lot of potential and stuff. Those you just don't see that as much anymore. So the guys, if you offer nine guys in the state right now, that's like you know, kind of like offering twelve um, 
you know, a few, just a few years ago. It's a good crop. Back to Norrell White. Do you see him on the offensive side, the defensive side? He's listed as an athlete, but uh, it looks like he may even uh, – they may give him a chance to play on both sides of the football. Yeah, I, I kind of think – I'm kind of thinking defense, uh, you know, just from um, – you know, just from he's from Mississippi. That's Marcus Woodson territory. That's his primary recruiter. So, I mean, maybe they they recruit him and say we'll figure it out later. But I kind of I kind of would lean to defense if I'm if I'm guessing. So is this once again the new staff in action? Yes. Yeah. Um, I had I just kind of a short conversation with Sam Pittman just you know, off to the side during practice the other day. And he was just like, man, these guys are machines. Like he's very <laughs> impressed with the hires that he's made and just their activity level. And I mean, look at the guys that they're, I mean, they, they're bringing in five-star recruits on visits. I mean, there are years where Arkansas doesn't have any five-star recruits and stretches of years where they don't have five-star recruits visit. And, and I'm talking like, you know, number two, number three, number four, ranked players in the country coming in to visit. So that's that's pretty pretty rare. And then, you know, got Jaheim Singletary already committed, who's a transfer, but he was a five-star recruit in class of 2022. So a lot of that's these new guys. I mean, they're, they're just really strong recruiters, and that's what Sam Pittman likes. I mean, one thing that has been proven with Sam Pittman's staff, and they've had quite a bit of turnover from the time that he's first gotten here. I mean – Who's here that came with him? Jimmy Smith? Is that it? Ooh, yeah. The special teams coach, right? Oh, uh, yeah, Scott Fountain. I think those Both those guys are ones. recruiting machines. I think you're right. You know what, Both Trey? those guys are recruiting machines. So um, we have not – we have seen, you know, coaches move on, coaches get fired, you know, encouraged to look for another position, however you want to talk about it. Uh, nobody who has been – who we've considered just like – a knock it out of the park type recruiter. None of those guys uh, have been asked to do that. Trey, it seems that the themes from the recruits in, in the past with the previous staff it was always, it just feels like family. So now you've got all these new coaches and, and they're getting the same results where they're saying, it, it feels like family when I'm here. Mm -hmm. You're saying that's what it, it felt like with the last staff? Well, that's what we, the recruits would always say yeah. Uh, yeah. in recruiting stuff that I'd read. And it's, well, it's, it's a family atmosphere. It feel like family. Well, now you got all these new coaches, and the new recruits are saying the same thing. They, they've just locked in. Yeah, I think that's a big thing that you're, you know, trying to present to recruits that hey, this is a healthy, fun atmosphere. People love each other. You know, I mean, it's uh, nobody wants to go to a place that doesn't feel like family, right? So uh, that's definitely, you know, Sam Pittman always says you get you you build a relationship with somebody. Um, to where they just can't tell you no, and that's what recruiting basically comes down to. And you know, it's with the former staff. Um, you know, and I, we're all very critical of of how things were run under Chad Morris and how things worked on the field. But uh, there's no question that they put a premium on recruiting. I mean, they brought in some really good players at 2019 class. There were some there were some real real good recruits in that class, um, and that was really you know kind of their only real full class without you know you have a half class and you have a full class and then you know it's over so 
but uh, they would. I remember Barry Lunny t- telling me, "It's like, man, it's like every day we're we're having recruiting meetings every day." You know, versus like when Brett was there, there was like you know weekly meetings, and there uh, they really amped it up. And you know, Pittman obviously. I mean, recruiting is the most important thing you can do to transform your program quickly, especially nowadays when you can add transfers also. I think I'll always remember, Trey, it must have been the Monday following that weekend that Trey Knox, and I forget who else, came down. Yeah. And how impressed everyone was with the fact that, I mean, that's not an easy trip from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, to uh, yeah. Fayetteville, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and I mean, give them credit, too. They were, they were recruiting off a two-win team. Mm-hmm. And that's real hard to do. It's, that takes a lot of leap of faith, which they were misguided <laughs> in their faith. But uh, they jumped, but they out. didn't jump along, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Try this from our Asher Record Service Company Life in Feedback. Piggy Small says, "Question for Trey: Is there any chance the Hogs may use Jacoby the same way they tried to use Hornsby last year?" I hope not. I don't even want him to do that with uh, with uh, Quincy McAdoo, and I don't think it'll shake out like that. First, Quincy's you know not practicing until probably after spring break, but um, you know Quincy would have to, and I, I think he's got a world talent. If he's focused at wide receiver, could he be one of the top four wide receivers? Yeah, I think possibly so. I think that's definitely a possibility, um, but he's got a whole new coaching staff, new defense to learn, and. He's going to beat out, you know, the three guys that they brought in, Isaiah Satania, Sam Bakke, Jaden Wilson, who are all focused on wide receiver only. I just I just don't see it happening. I would be surprised if it ever really materialized. Uh, with Jacoby, yeah, he can run and stuff, but he needs to focus on, in my opinion, being the backup quarterback because they're going to need him. They will need him at times. And, you know, with, with Hornsby – I'm just not so sure that the staff ever really thought that, you know, this guy's our future at quarterback, um, you know, and probably would have – I think they would have probably embraced if he wanted to move to wide receiver. I think they would have embraced that. But their numbers were so bad. Uh, I, I think also it was just, you know, Jacoby – or not Jacoby, but Malik entered the transfer portal prior to last spring and then pulled himself out of it. And I just think it was kind of a – hey, this is what we have planned for you. You know, we want to do this and that and, um, you know, a way to keep them, basically. You know, I think that's probably played a role in that. Jacoby's here to play quarterback, and that's what he needs to focus on. Trey, I, I really, I, I'll I, say this, too. After just watching him a little bit, I think that he'll be the starter at Arkansas after K.J.'s gone. I really do. I hate seeing him leave the state back years ago, but so glad that he's back home now. Understandable. I mean, he'd been committed to North Carolina. Uh, Chad Morris was focused on, you know, bringing in Chandler Morris's son, mm-hmm. uh, and he was committed. And, you know, I think Jacoby just kind of felt left out in the cold. And Arkansas tried to make a run at Jacoby to get him to, to flip. But, you know, you, he'd been committed to North Carolina forever, and that's, you know, I, I can understand him sticking. And, uh it was unfortunate for him because he, you know, they had Sam Howell who ended up being drafted by the Washington Commanders, and then right behind him comes Drake May who may end up being the top pick in 2024. 
Uh, so he's, as we, I think I keep saying this every time we talk about Jacoby, but he's played behind some pretty good quarterbacks and, and is playing behind another good one in, in KJ. Pray this also from our Asher Record Service Company live feed and feedback. Uh, this from the CAC Mustangs. Coach Enos is staying ahead with recruiting by offering CAC 2025 Grayson Wilson. I love this kid. I think he's got a chance to be outstanding. He is a very versatile athlete, first of all. I don't know that uh, uh, basketball counts, but he made All-State, All-Conference there. He's got an outstanding arm in regards to being a pitcher in baseball. But I've watched a lot of his film trade. This one could be one of those gems that comes along at that quarterback position that's going to be hard. Uh, I'm sure Arkansas is going to put a real big push on trying to get Grayson Wilson on board. It's kind of wild when you think about the quarterback talent that's, you know, coming up Mm -hmm. (laughs) here inside the state because there was a stretch, I mean, where there just wasn't, like, there wasn't a quarterback. No. Um, What's the the guy from Arkadelphia that went to Baylor and he's transferred since? Gary Bohannon. I think he might have been the last guy before you know walker white and then it's just like every class seems to have a guy now boom he, boom boom yeah he, yeah he was from earl right yeah yeah he was mm-hmm. gary bohannon yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. earl yeah. Mm-hmm. and arkansas made a late push on him yeah, so but uh where did i say he was from arkadelphia yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. That's all right. No big deal. I don't know where I got Apparently that. Apparently has ten thousand names. It is. Arkadelphia's got yeah. a dandy, but I, he's going to play linebacker, is he not? At Arkansas, walk on sure. preferred walk on. I'm not sure. I've gone brain dead, but uh, anyway, I think that's accurate in what I'm saying. Um. Hog fries. I'm not sure I've ever heard that before. Hog fries. Um, Trey, if you were Musk, which of the freshman four stars on the roster do you recruit the hardest to stay? Makes it sound like all of are leaving. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I just, like, go out of my way to recruit them to stay. I mean, you, you, you let them stay if they want to. I mean, I – I just, you know, in this day and age, if you aren't playing, then, you know, you're usually moving on. What else to say about it? I mean, it's it's like if they're not playing this year, they're going to be, you know, do you do you have time to like develop them in your program and and bring them up? I, I just don't know if that's the way college basketball works anymore. I mean, it's usually like, you know, the guys that are staying in a program a long time are like Debo Davis, who started playing as a true freshman. Um, you know, those are the guys that seem to stick around in the program. Um, I would like them to stay, and I, I would like, you know, to see, uh, you know, guys that, you know, especially coming from inside the state, develop in a program and and move up. But that's just not how – college basketball works anymore i mean you recruit if you can elite high school players five stars which must has done two two commitments for next year are both five stars and then the rest of the roster will be made up of the guys that come back like that are playing like maybe a jordan walsh and 
you know, Debo Davis, and then a bunch of transfers. It's just the way it is now. Life at the fast lane. Let's squeeze in Rick real quick. Rick, you got about a minute before we have to hit the break. Okay, okay. That's great. I just love listening to y'all. Don't even have a minute. Uh, Fact. Uh, so my question is on the football. Uh, I went and watched McAdoo at Clarendon because I'm over here in the East Arkansas, and he's a, he, he's a great player. And then I'm going to say I watched uh, the kid at Morrison, and he's a great player that went to uh, you know North Carolina. And I think that's going to help. And I think uh, McAdoo probably going to be an All-American as I said. Uh, and on Mud. Uh, well, Rick, we got to go. Thank you, Rick. Sorry about that. Trey, have a great rest of the day. We'll talk with you tomorrow. Trey Media, FoxSports.com.